Side Hustle Show 283, your copy sucks. Website reviews from a professional copywriter. If you want to start an online business, you're going to need a website. Visit SideHustleWebsite.com for my free step-by-step video course on how to get up and running quickly and for less than you might think. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you only get one chance to make a first impression. And for a lot of us, that first impression happens online. So it's time to ask yourself, are you putting your best foot forward with your online appearance? And I'm not just talking about having a pretty website, but also about the words you use to describe what you do, how you do it, and who you do it for. Those words, to borrow a term from the advertising world, are known as your copy. So first impressions count for a lot. Some studies say you only have three seconds to convince somebody if your business is legit or not. Based on the look and the words at the top of your website, your copy could be making you money or it could be sending potential customers and readers scrambling to hit the back button on their browsers. So today I invited Laura Belgray from TalkingShrimp.com to join me in this episode, but she's not going to lecture on what makes compelling copy, although she's certainly qualified to do so. Laura's been a professional copywriter for almost two decades. She's written TV promos, launch campaigns, tons of online content. She's the co-creator of The Copy Cure, which is an online copywriting course with Marie Forleo to help you write like you talk and make people love and buy what you sell. But instead of a theoretical episode on the the merits and the how-tos of copywriting, what Laura and I decided to do was to ask for some brave audience volunteers to submit their websites, their copy to public scrutiny for better or worse, so we could all learn from them. So we've got eight or nine victims to run through in this call in e-commerce, in freelancing or service businesses, and in blogging. And we're going to do our best to uh, describe what we're looking at and make this compelling radio for you. But notes and links for this one, along with the screenshots of the websites and summaries of our our comments, are at sidehustlenation.com slash Laura. It's L-A-U-R-A. So listen in for some common themes, mistakes you might be guilty of, and how to rectify those, and Laura's honest feedback on my own site. It's easy to dish out the uh, criticism and the recommendations, but a little bit harder to take it myself. But all good. I think you'll like this one. Definitely walk away with a few ideas you can implement right away. Before we dive in, let me take a moment to thank today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. FreshBooks is the number one affordable small business accounting software for side hustlers and freelancers with invoicing and time tracking built right in. I've been a customer for years. They make it super easy to get paid and keep the books in order. There's no wonder why 97% of small business owners recommend FreshBooks. Ready to check it out for yourself? Side Hustle Show listeners can get started with a 30-day free trial at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle to try it free today. Alrighty, I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Laura after the interview. We're kicking this thing off reviewing an e-commerce store submitted by Side Hustle Show listener Michael called TrellisLaneDesigns.com. Ready? Let's do it. This is an e-commerce site, a fashion site. I don't do a lot of copywriting for these. And to tell you the truth, I, I am a shopper. I go to, um, I shop from Shopbop a lot and Revolve Clothing and usually end up there because of a search for something, for some item that I was looking for, like a particular brand of jeans in a certain size or whatever. And that, that will take me there. And so when I land on the site, I don't really care what they're all about. I don't know that the site has to have like a, a whole lot of 
attitude, a tagline. Most of them don't. This one does not. It just says shop new arrivals, shop now in the header. And I think that that is fine. You know, you see someone wearing a denim jacket and some cute sunglasses and their necklaces solo or layered up, show the world your style. It has a little bit of a perspective. Beads, bangles, and cuffs, oh my. I really love the, there's one box here that's accessories and it says the finishing touches. And when you mouse over it, the bag, which is like kind of a Mexican style bag with pom-poms on it, goes from black and white to color and it's really nice. So those things are very appealing. I think it's doing a good job of selling stuff. What is missing here that I always see on these e-commerce sites, especially for clothing, is some sort of big offer right at the top. You want people to opt in. You got to get them on your list. And a discount is usually the way to go. It can be free shipping, or it can be some special discount or something seasonal. But I think that that is important. People may be a little blind to it, but they also expect it and will look for it if they're going to shop. So that's the way to get them on your list. You want an opt-in there with a, a discount code. Yeah, would you put that right, in kind of right the hero image or would you put that like kind of a hello bar style thing at the very top? I wouldn't go hello bar because that's so small. I think you want something big and bold. It could be a pop-up. I know we all hate getting pop-ups when we're on a site, but they convert really well, probably in e-commerce too. Mine, I use, for my site, I use Optin Monster. It's like a giant, a thing called an opt-in, a pop-up called a welcome mat. Okay. You know these? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes, to, like it just slides down and like covers the whole thing, but you can scroll. You can keep scrolling. You don't have to click away from it to get rid of it. That's one option. But I think something in the hero image or below the hero image or a pop-up is good. You want it to be bold and bright and appealing, something eye-catching. Yeah, I agree. This is a this is a well-designed site. It doesn't immediately upfront say kind of what you're selling, but you can kind of get the get the idea of what they're selling from the images and then some of the the text below the fold it says, "Hey, we're we're doing necklaces, bracelets, earrings, accessories, that sort of thing." About halfway down the page, they do have that get 25% off your first order mm. call to action, but it is. It's kind of buried below. Yeah, below it's buried. Fold. Yeah, a site like this you want to know right away. When I am shopping around for something, like say that pair of jeans, I will actually Google uh, citizens of humanity, um, you know, size 27, blah, 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 jeans, free shipping. I want to only find places that are going to offer free shipping. So that's something that if you have free shipping, you want to advertise that right at the top. Okay. Every purchase, every time, that's a big deal. A lot of things like, like even J. Crew is only... If you order X amount, usually, sometimes they offer it for anything, but usually that's the default. So free shipping, every purchase, every time is a really appealing thing to broadcast right like above the scroll. Okay. Yeah. So you've got that going on. And then would you do um, the opt-in? So like they have the 25% off your first order. Would you do that as an opt-in? Like, hey, join our email list to get 25% mm -hmm. off your first order? Because they're just saying, hey, this is for everybody public. I would. I think, yeah, I think that that's a, like, it's a little bit of a pain. I'm always like, ugh, but then I, I will fill it in because I want that 25% off, a quarter off. That's a big deal. Absolutely. So, and you want these people on your list. Email is the most powerful tool of all social media for marketing anything. So, 
people on your list is going to equal a lot more sales if you're communicating with them, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, we've seen the power of email. And down at the very bottom, they've got kind of their Instagram feed, with some really actually really nice looking Instagram images there. And those link out to the Instagram account. Mm, I wouldn't link out to Instagram. I would keep them on your site. Once they're off in Instagram land, they're going to scroll through Instagram and forget about you. So don't link away from your site. Use Instagram to bring them to your site. In one of your emails, when you're capturing these emails, in your email, you can say, check us out over on Instagram. Or have you seen this story we're doing today? You got to see it like, or you got to see the stories we're doing this week about spring or bracelets. Then you can get them to follow you on Instagram, but don't link away from your site. Okay. Keep the conversion in mind. Like somebody landed on your site, you want them to buy something. Yeah. You want them to stick around. You don't want them to go away. Would you use those images? Like if you have a product specific image, like you could put that on the product page, but not necessarily link it out to Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Use it for the, for the product page, but do not make it linkable. Very cool. Okay. So that was trellislanedesigns.com. Uh, Michael, thanks for mm-hmm. submitting that one. The next one we have is notraceshop.com. This was Liz. Thank you for submitting this one. Notraceshop.com. What do you think of this one? Okay. So this has a really, really nice header image of like one of those slide things. I forget what they're called. Um, a slider. That's what it's <laughs> called. Slide things. It's called a slider uh, where the image just keeps changing, which is fine for this. So the first image you see is of like nuts and dried fruit and pretzels and um, a bunch of produce. And it's in these cool rolled bags that are not plastic bags. They're, I guess, recyclable kind of cotton bags. And so you get a sense from that, like, oh, maybe that's what this site does and sells, but you don't really know. It's not super clear. So I know from looking around that this site is about the sustainable lifestyle and provides grocery bags and food wraps that help you cut out a waste and cut out and avoid plastic bags. But you don't know that from the header. So what this site really needs is a tagline. A tagline like that, the copy that would go in the header image, in your hero image, like a big, bold headline, basically, that tells people what this place is what it offers, who it's for, or has some sort of attitude that makes people say, okay, this site is for me. This is for people like me, and it offers what I'm looking for. You know, I think that is something to brainstorm and play around with. I'm not sure who this is for. Is it for people who want to be sustainable and also chic? Is that important to them? Like, what is important to them? Is it for people who are basically eaten up with thoughts about the planet, like who toss and turn at night because the planet, because, you know, the polar bears are disappearing and, you know, the icebergs are melting and et cetera. Like, is it for parents who worry about the planet for their kids? We want to get into that person's head. Like who's the ideal customer and speak to them. You want something first and foremost that says what you offer or has some comment about it. So it might be something as simple as, plastic bags are trashy or like because plastic bags are trashy. Okay. You know, if it's someone who has an attitude about style. 
for instance, and wants it to be cool, cool or plastic yeah, bags. Yeah, like minimalist style site in the bags, yeah. look, you know, really well designed. Like it's right. cool like that, but yeah, it doesn't immediately say, you know, what it is or who it's for. Right. So from the designs on the site and the design of the site, I would guess that it's for someone who does care about style, who cares about the planet and cares about style. So it might be something implying that or like plastic bags were never cool anyway. <laughs> Or, or, you know, or it might be like trash waste, not the planet. Um, it's also clearly for someone who cares about whole foods, not the, not the company, but the consumable food. So it might be something like yes to more produce, no to producing more waste, can play on the word produce, produce. Yeah. Just from a usability standpoint, these images, like, you know, big, beautiful images kind of at the top of the site. Although there's some debate over, you know, what's the efficacy of of having a slider image versus just having a static yeah. image on what's your main call to action? What do you want somebody to do? But like these pictures, you know, I kind of expected them to link to a product page if it's a picture of the bag. Mm-hmm. Instead, it just loads a slightly bigger image of the picture. And it's kind of right. like, okay, well, if I want that, how do I get it? And then I have to kind of go up to the the shop button or shop link in the top navigation. Yeah, there's nowhere to go from those pictures. There are always debates about sliders and whether they work. I don't love a slider. I find it distracting. I would rather have the most beautiful static image and a tagline and a call to action, I think is great to have in the header, like a button, maybe whether it's an opt-in or a shop now. You want a couple of things. Some You want some copy in that header that tells you who this is for, again, who this is for and what they should do. It might be something like plastic or the planet, pick a side. There are plenty of ways to go with that tagline. And then as for an opt-in, I'm big on having the opt-in front and center because, again, you want to build that list. Yeah, and she's got it way down at the bottom, and it's just... Way down at the oh, bottom. <laughs> and what it is is, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of bleeding off the page, the opt-in boxes. It just says... Fields marked with an asterisk are required. So it's already like a little, you already kind of feel from it like you're on the wrong page or you've just opened some code because it looks so undesigned on a nice design site. And it says, sign up for the no trace email list. And then first name, last name, email, submit. First of all, in an opt-in, I don't recommend having a last name field. People are really reluctant to include their last name and you don't need it. What I do recommend, aside from having the opt-in being way up high, rather like above the fold or above the scroll, rather than buried down at the bottom, is for one thing, a click to pop-up opt-in if you can do it. If your site has the capability, some sites, I'm not sure Squarespace does, I forget which ones do, but a click to pop up. Do you know what yeah, I mean like by that? Opt-in forms. I use okay. it through lead pages yeah. and their lead boxes feature where it's like click here to download the thing. And then it's like, okay, name, email here. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need lead pages. I think you might need something like opt-in monster, but it works really well. So you have the but you have the offer and the button that says like, get it or yes, I want it or some, some sort of call to action on the button. And when they click the button, a form comes up and then they fill it in first name, email, send it to me. And I think the psychology behind that and what these convert better than having the form with the fields on your site is because when they've clicked the button, they've already sort of made a commitment to wanting it. They've already said yes to themselves. Like, yes, I want this. 
so they're more inclined to fill in the field. I've heard that too, although I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone down the path of like completely split testing it on my own site. But I think that would that would probably sit better with with this site because yeah, there's some issues with the CSS. Yeah, it'll look nicer. You could do a center, yeah. you know, just kind of center it along with the rest of the stuff on the site and say, you know, some sort of call to me, hey, it's free shipping on your first order or ten percent off your first order or you know, join the No Trace mm-hmm. tribe and get our best tips for you know reducing waste in your life or whatever you know something like that versus just yeah um, join, join your email it's like well, you want an offer right this has no offer sign up for sign up for the email list is not an yeah. offer not anymore it might have been in like 1999 when people were like "Ooh, you're <laughs> gonna send me emails for free uh, that was exciting like a newsletter for me but now nobody wants that so some sort of offer whether it is free shipping, or maybe it's a little guide to a no waste lifestyle, like five steps or a cheat sheet or something or a checklist of things to get rid of something that these people would want to download immediately. Because it looks like there's actually a ton of content on the site as well. There's a blog attached to it. Yeah, there's a ton of content they could do. And the boxes below. So there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do on this page until you scroll down to products under the header. There is sort of a, a why we're here, a manifesto. It says, leave no trace. But it's kind of hard to read. Now, granted, I am closer to 50 than any other big number. So my eyes, <laughs> my eyes don't like small font. And if you're talking to millennials, they might have no problem with this font size. But I find it small and a little crammed. And there are two boxes with a lot of info that they're not going to read through. I think you want to really give like just one bold statement of what this place is about and then have everything else on this page be about what to do next. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is good stuff. Like every, the average American produces over four pounds of garbage every day and half of that ends up in the landfill. And this is, I mean, maybe if it's, it's just that stat, like that's, do I make that much yes. garbage every day? Like, you know, you think of that and you say, well, okay, well, that sounds awful. How could I, what can I do? You know, oh, click here to shop now or something like that. Exactly. Like a, a, just a horrifying fact. And here's what you can do about it. All right, cool. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and 
you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. So that's notraceshop.com. Uh, our next victim is parcelsentinel.com. This is actually a cool, cool business. I don't know if this is uh, your your own invention, Ben, but this is uh, parcelsentinel.com. It's a box you put on your porch that locks up your deliveries, your Amazon deliveries or whatever you know shipments are coming to your door uh, to deter would-be package thieves. This seems to be a, a trend. I, I see articles about like you know people using their nest cameras to catch package thieves and all this stuff. So there's a way to combat that. Yeah. I always wonder about that. Like when I see packages sitting on a stoop, I'm like, <laughs> wow, nobody took that yet. It's shocking that they, when they don't, not that they do. Um, so yeah, this is a smart looking invention and it's pretty straightforward. So the, there's a video, which I haven't watched. I tend not to watch videos. I get, I skip over them. So that's something to keep in mind. Everyone should keep in mind that even if you have a great video, not everyone's going to watch it. So you might want to repeat some of the information in text. So above the video, it says, is the package you are expecting safe on your porch? And then the thumbnail on the video shows this big open box. And that's clearly the solution there, the parcel sentinel. And it's sitting on a porch outside a front door. So I think the headline is clear and compelling and it's very straightforward. The only thing I would change about it is that it says, is the package you are expecting safe on your porch? And I would change that to, is the package you're expecting safe on your porch? Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. I am pretty firm believer in, con- in using contractions, using that apostrophe that your right pinky hits on the keyboard. It's more conversational. Um, most people, when they write their copy, don't realize they are spelling everything out rather than using contractions. Our usually eighth grade English teachers drilled it into us so firmly that you're not supposed to use contractions in real writing, in professional writing. So you get points off for it. So I think people unconsciously think they're going to get points off if they don't spell out every word. But the fact is, conversational is the new professional. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, is the package you're expecting safe on your porch? You know, click the video to learn more, but then very, very clear, like there's only one thing you could do on this page. Hey, the original Parsonal Sentinel, here's the price. Yep. Click here to buy it now. Big old buy button at the bottom. It says a third of Americans have had packages stolen from their porch. Hey, you want your package to be safe? Click here to buy now. Again, down at the very bottom. The only other thing, Ben, is the, uh, the copyright date on this one is 2014 <laughs> at the bottom. So we're four years out of date at this point. So let's uh, get that updated just to make sure... Because I'll go all the way down the bottom and be like, oh, are they still in business? You know, so just get that updated. And then I think you'll have a little bit of uh, more people buying from you. 
Yeah. And, you know, I might try, I might play with um, split testing this, putting the nearly one third of Americans have had packages stolen from their porch. When something is stolen from your home, you feel violated. Will your special package be safe? These are kind of addressing the pain points and the fear, right? I would play with putting that up top, like right below the price, the original parcel sentinel package guard. Um, what you have now is a description of the product that's basically its features, not its benefits. So it's hand-selected, solid cedar wood, innovative design, self-locking lid automatically locks upon closure, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's not stuff that people are going to get all worked up and excited about yet. I think you want to try play with working them up into a lather over how many packages are stolen and how much it sucks to have your package stolen. And then you can describe right. yeah, it here's, on here's the bottom. something that's going to last a lifetime versus how much you spend on Amazon every month or whatever it is. All right. So that's parcelsentinel.com. Um, appreciate you guys doing that. So that was, those were our e-commerce volunteers. And uh, we're kind of going to transition into some service business examples. And of course, stay tuned uh, for some blog examples uh, toward the end of the show. But let's work through some of the service business examples. The next one we have is the workshopdesigner.com. And it took me a minute to figure out what this company does. Yep, me too. Okay, so the workshopdesigner.com, oh, again, it has one of those sliders, the ever-changing hero image that is a little unsettling and a little bit busy. Um, so the text, the first kind of um, tagline I see says, light a spark, do you? Workshop, that's in big font. And then workshops, seminars, classes, e-learning conferences, let's make learning contagious underneath. So there's a point of view and a message there. But first of all, it's in white over black. And there's some, there's kind of a white neon sign behind it. So it makes it a little hard to read. But let's take that away and just talk about the text that's there. I'm not sure what this is. Light a spark, do you? So underneath the header, it says, theworkshopdesigner.com is a resource for knowledgeable, brave people wanting to share their amazing talents with the universe. If you've ever wanted to create or manage your own live workshop, seminar, or conference, you have found the right resource. I'm still not even sure what this is for. Does this teach you? Are these courses that teach you how to create courses and seminars and workshops? Maybe the header, the, the tagline needs to say something like, create your first live workshop, seminar, or conference. We'll show you how. Or host. Create and host yeah. your first live event. We'll show you how. Which would make sense. Like it is the workshopdesigner.com. We so want to know right away. We're, we're going to help you design your workshop. And you could just spell it out as simply as that. Right. Or, I mean, if this is for people who've always wanted to host a workshop, but are overwhelmed by the idea of putting one together, and this maybe if they have a method that helps you do it in a short amount of time, it might be something like, put a workshop together in one week, we'll show you how. Or creating and hosting your own workshop doesn't have to be hard. So it might be something reassuring. Use a tagline that lets us know yeah, exactly sort of what this is. The, the outcome for a service business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's see, what else is going on? Again, there's no opt-in here. In a case like this, an opt-in offer 
can help reinforce the message of the website. So it might be something like your complete checklist for like ready to, you know, are you about to host a workshop? Here's your, here's your checklist. Or it might be something about workshops and like the best workshops and retreats in the, in the edge. I don't know what this is in the business space. It might be some sort of a list, some kind of a guide, like what is this person looking to find out first? What might lead them here? Like what might be great for SEO and lead them here? What kind of, what piece of content that you could give them in in exchange for their email? If you're planning your first workshop, here's a general structure that's worked for our clients or, you know, Hey, we've coached however many thousands of people through this process. And here's, you know, the best takeaways or the best practices that we've seen. There is an interesting social proof element down at the bottom. It says 78,000 fans, but it doesn't say like, well, is that on Facebook? Like it's not clickable. It doesn't say if that's on Facebook. It doesn't say where that number is coming from, but like mm. that's, that could be huge potential social proof to be like, look, we've, not only do we do this, but like we actually know what we're talking about. We've helped 78,000 people do this. It's like at the very, in the kind of the black footer at the bottom. Oh, and that black of the hidden, that section of hidden things, follow blog via email, enter your email again. Yeah. The opt-in is like just sort of buried. Oh, I see. Right. So that, that is nice social proof. And you might want to use that in a big, bold opt-in offer that's at the top, but don't make it about following the blog by email. Again, that's not an exciting offer anymore, unless it's somebody's like (laughs) Seth Godin's, you know, someone whose blog you want to see every day. He is the rare exception to every rule. He's the unicorn in the blogging space. So yeah, but you want some kind of opt-in offer that they're dying for, or it could be something like um, the 10 best locations to host a workshop five locations to host a small workshop and five to host a big one, get them here. Like, so something that gives them information that makes them want your services even more once they have it. So it gets them excited about having a workshop and they opt in for it. You know, these people are interested. Yeah. This sounds like a, a pretty cool business, but definitely some opportunity to kind of tweak the site a little bit, make it more streamlined, easier to figure out, okay, how can you help me? Cause this looks, yeah, I, th- I think this sounds like a cool right business and we kind of dove in and figured out a little bit more what it is likely to be offering, but some optimizations. They have a checklist. This The slider just showed it to me. Workshop logistics checklist DIY. That's a featured thing. And I don't know if that's a product. It's, is it clickable? Yeah. I can't tell if it's free or not, but that might be the sa- the kind of thing that you give away. No, it's $99. Okay. Yeah. That goes to um, for $99. So yeah, you want something something else in that case as your as your opt-in, something that will lead them to the workshop logistics, lead them to buy that. And then there's one other note down at the very bottom of the site, kind of like the footer footer. It says powered by WordPress.com. Like I don't need to advertise WordPress.com on my site. They don't need another backlink. And then you have got your, your social links in the other corner, mm-hmm. Facebook, no. uh, Twitter, and Instagram, which just link to Facebook.com, Insta- uh, Twitter.com, mm-hmm. Instagram.com, not even your... Yeah, not even your oh, own not even so their own. Guys, oh, like, you, there's yeah. definitely no rule that says you got to right. link out to your Facebook page, right? And especially if you're not going to be active on that channel. But if you're not going to link at least to your own Facebook page, like, you know, I would kill that, kill that little footer. Yeah, right. you don't need to give send Facebook any business. Yeah, you're kind of streamlining a little bit. I think this could be a cool one um, to play around with. Just, you know, hey, this is what we do. This is who we help. And click here to book a consultation or click here to download the checklist. You know, however you want to get people into the uh, into the top of the funnel there. 
Yeah, it's a great business. These are all great looking businesses, by the way. Anything that we're saying is just like kind of icing. It's great that you have these up and running. And um, that just goes without saying, like it's a smart business. And these are all worth looking at and and, um, making some improvements on so people can find you. Very cool. Next one on the list is upivot.co. Headline on this one is want to break into cybersecurity? Chat with a cybersecurity pro now. And then the call to action button says pivot now. Pivot now. To me, that implies that the person coming, that this is for people who are stuck in a career they don't like and they want to switch careers. But the thing I don't know here is is this training for people who are interested in learning the ins and outs of cybersecurity? Or is this for people who are already trained in cybersecurity and are looking for a job? I think this is information that you find elsewhere on the site, but you don't see it right in the header. So I think the header, the tagline or that headline needs to really tell them who this is for trained in cybersecurity and can't break in, like and can't break into the field, will help. Pivot now. Chat with a cybersecurity pro now doesn't really tell us what we're getting. I think we'll help maybe chat with a pivot pro now. Because chat with a cybersecurity pro now is something that I'd want to do if I were having, if, (laughs) if my computer were locked by some, you know, spyware. I'd want their services. Chat with a cybersecurity pro doesn't really speak to somebody who wants to learn how to break yeah, into cybersecurity. Kind of like this is like a career, at least based on the, the name, kind of a, a career pivot type of site. Like, hey, we're going to help you transition from whatever yeah. into yeah. this cybersecurity role. And so it could be like demand for these jobs have never been higher. Like here's the average salary. Like this could probably be in sub copy below mm-hmm. the headline, but just like, like, why? I mean, maybe I guess if you're landing on the page, maybe you're already convinced that like, Hey, this is what I want to do, but it's like the timing has never been better. Like, you know, book your content. So the main CTA we should add. So like, if you click the pivot now button, and then if you click like the book consultation, now uh, call to action, that's lower on the page, they both kind of lead to a checkout page that say, okay, for $179, you know, we'll do a consultation for you. And I don't know if it's warm traffic or cold traffic that's coming to that page, but it's like, to ask for 179 bucks up front. was like, I don't know, like, and trust you enough to spend that kind of money. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. I was thinking along the same lines as you are that there should probably be some sort of um, sell around why, why you want to break into cybersecurity. And again, like you said, we don't know um, who the ideal customer is. If it is someone who's been searching all over for how to break into, like how to start a career in cybersecurity and they're sold on it, then you don't have to do as much selling around that. But you still actually want to remind them why this is worth it and get them excited about the possibilities. I think Either way, it's a good thing to say, like, why now is the time to have a uh, career in cybersecurity, why it's a great career for the future, the, what kind of money you can make from it, etc. like why it has longevity, and address some objections. You might want to say, like, you know, even if you've applied to 100 jobs and they're all saying no, we can help you break into this industry, get your big break and start yeah, there's a little bit of the, you know, who we are and why you should trust us down at the bottom of the page. So there's this about us section. We are a team of cybersecurity professionals with 20 years of experience. And then there's some 
some testimonials from from customers, which I think is cool. Like, hey, you know, if, if it was something actionable, like, hey, I was skeptical at first, but they helped me polish my resume. And then I landed this job, like, you know, describing the path that, you know, people could go down here might lead to more bookings. Yeah. Like I would put a testimonial near the top where you can really see it. Something that speaks to not just the results their people get, but what they do. So, you know, if there's something like, you know, I had applied to every cybersecurity job, but I finally, I didn't land one until I used UPivot or I hate it. Or it might be like, I hated my, I was stuck in a job rut. I was in the same job for 30 years (laughs) and, you know, my soul was dead inside. You know, I'm so happy I found UPivot when I did. Yeah. Maybe there's a way to even narrow down the homepage, like how to nail the cybersecurity interview or the seven deadly sins of your of your resume if you're mm-hmm. trying to break into cybersecurity. Again, I think there's something here, but it's harder to say what, you know, what it is, like how how directly are you going to help me? And in the long term, of course, $179 consultation is chump change to what you're going to make in a career over or, you know, over the course of several years of, of doing this. So like I, I don't think there's a price point problem. I think it's kind of a trust problem at the very beginning. Yeah. You've got to warm them up to that. You've got to give them some free information and get them really excited about the idea of this career and the possibilities of it and why you can help them. And it, you know, if you are going to sell this consultation, if that's the first thing that you're going to do, I would be very clear about, you know, if it is on the homepage, one consultation can land you a job in you know, X days or something. Like, what is the benefit of having this consultation? It's got to be a really exciting premise and offer if you're going to sell that right up front. The other thing that might be interesting to include would be either, you know, clients that you've worked with in the past, like what companies have they landed jobs with? Like I'm picturing kind mm-hmm. of a, um, a social proof bar yeah. uh, with, you know, famous company logos, or even if it's just the tech that you know, or like, you know, recognizable brands or recognizable services kind of in the cybersecurity industry, I think would be cool to say like, oh yeah, these guys are speaking my language. Those are really great suggestions. Okay. Uh, next up is CodyMaloneServices.net. And this is a recessed lighting service. It's kind of a, um, a home services site, uh, a local business. So Cody, this site, I think that um, your service is probably awesome. And it looks like you are top people around to like the go-tos. It says at the very top, chosen by Angie's list as the best of 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017. And that is great. The thing here is, this is a real, really a visual problem. So the site is black and dark. It's like a dark black background. There's gray and then black on gray and with white type on top of the black, um, which is both a dated style and hard to read. It's like a little bit early aughts and it's tough to read. And as a lighting specialist, you want to be a great poster child. Um, This is kind of a, you need better lighting on your site. It needs to be really like visually, yeah, visually clean and easy to read. And there's this like tiny picture of you. It might be like might be Cody and his wife. I'm not sure. Teeny tiny picture. Also not a a well lit picture. There's shadow on it. So you want great visuals on this site. 
starting with great, like beautiful visuals, I think you want to look at some home decor sites or renovate, like renovator sites or really nice, or maybe look at, just look at apartment therapy um, and see where that leads you or house.com. You need beautiful, big, bold, beautiful images of what you do. Because people here, if they're looking for recessed lighting, they're looking for a beautiful home. Yeah. And there's some examples of the work lower down, but the the pictures are small, blurry. The, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm picturing like mm-hmm. big, like high resolution, beautiful model home style thing. Like, look, this is our work. We're proud of what we do. And you even, you could even do like before and after, like probably, I don't know if I do that on the homepage, but you could have that like internal pages. Like we took this and we turned it into this, like yeah. whole kind of transformation. And I'm, I'm also you. a little confused by some of the pictures and maybe there's just my lack of knowledge about recessed lighting but they don't all look to be recessed lighting like one is just a chandelier <laughs> over a dining table right yeah there are a bunch of chandeliers and so i think you will really want to showcase the recessed lighting if that's what you want to be known for and again people who are looking for that are probably looking for the most yeah. mi- like the benefit of recessed lighting is that things are that it's tucked away and minimal and clean lines so you want your site to mirror that. Yeah. And then I guess the headline or the title tag on the site is Master Electrician in uh, Nova for Northern, Northern Virginia. Electrician by trade. And then the like recessed lighting is my specialist or is my area of specialization. Right. And then the other headline here before you get to that. So it says Cody Malone Services. Then it says chosen by Angie's List. It has a phone number. And then it says recessed lighting specialists in parentheses. It's cheaper than you think. Now, everyone loves to score something that's like not that expensive. Budget may be a concern for your customers, but you don't want to, first of all, you don't want to broadcast that right at the top. You're going to get, for one thing, you are going (laughs) to get the cheapos. You're going to track the cheapos by leading with how cheap you are. Second, it's not a good word, kind of old fashioned advice, but you don't want to use the word cheap. I like being conversational. I've said that. Like, it's cheaper than you think. We all know what that means. It's very candid. But the word cheap, especially when it comes to something um, aesthetic, is just not a good word to use. Where now now I've got cheap in my mind and I'm thinking it's going to look cheap. And and based on some of the homes that you're working in, at least on these pictures, it's like these do not look like cheap homes. These are very luxury settings. Yeah. So one thing to consider is whether you want to advertise that at all, like whether at all you want to broadcast that you're cheap or budget friendly or however you put it. And then second is if you do, how do you phrase that so that it sounds a little more classy? Yeah, we can we can work within your budget. No job too small. Yeah, no job too small is good. But I would probably not lead with that because you probably do want high end clients. You probably want clients who are like, Whatever it costs, I don't care. I want everything to look beautiful. I want it all tucked away. I will pay the extra to have our TV wired also, if you're going to do that, because I notice that's one of your services, all the audio and the AV stuff. You want somebody who wants to, who's looking to spend and then not think about it again. So one cool thing you can do, so this site, I mean, it just basically needs to be bulldozed from from the ground up um, and just recreated in a modern way because it doesn't doesn't do your brand and your service justice so one cool thing you can do is like uh laura was saying look at the sites for other home services maybe that's a remodeling service maybe even that's like a new home builder but somebody who's going to have like beautiful 
images of their work. And even if that means like, you know, hiring a photographer to come out to you with, you know, one of your jobs, like to take those beautiful after pictures. But one thing you can use is a site called what WP theme is that.com. And that way you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, Oh, these guys are using such and such WordPress theme. I can just use that and plug in my own images and my own text and hopefully cut down some of the, uh, (laughs) some of the technical time or some of the building time. Hey, that's a great tip. I didn't know that. What WP theme is that.com? Yeah, you can use that to kind of like hacks. I mean, you can also do like control U and look at the source code and stuff if you're comfortable doing that. But you know, this is the easier way to. Yeah, that's next level. <laughs> next level hacking stuff. Okay. So those were our, our service business examples. And uh, let's bring this thing home with a few blog examples. The first one we have is parentremix.com. This is a site with a big hero image is a kid in a kid and a mom on a bike. The kid's wearing like a superhero costume and goggles. They look like they're having a good time. The image, uh, at least on my screen, is uh, a little bit blurry, a little bit grainy. But other than that, it's a fun picture. And it says, be the best parent and person you can be. So very that's their uh, flag in the sand of who the site is for. Yeah, I think that that's really good. And I actually looks kind of good on my site. It's got um, sort of an, an overlay on top of it. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit pixelated, actually, now that I'm looking more closely, but it's nice. It's a So I think the, the picture itself is great because the mom is, you can tell she's down to earth. She's not especially made up. She's wearing casual clothes and her son's in like a superhero outfit with goggles. It's very kind of makeshift. They just look like they're having fun, like they have a nice bond. It's like for ordinary. He's on a kid-sized bike. So it's really speaking to someone who does not, who is not necessarily all about being put together and being the like Instagram ready mom. It's This is clearly for real people, which I like. So I think the header is doing a great job, except that there's no real call to action. You might want a call to action in it. Maybe it's an opt-in or maybe it's a where to go next because I don't, what I don't know from that, from the tagline, be the best parent and person you can be, is what this site is. Is it coaching? Is it a community? Is it both? Is it a blog? You might want just like a start here button that takes them to the best, or it might be like read read our top blog yeah. posts. I think an opt-in would probably be best, as you've heard down this call. I'm big yeah. on the opt-in above the scroll. And you have one right below it. It is the main feature that you see below the header. So that's a start. My thing with the opt-in is it's kind of a lot. So it's a big box. It says, get free access to our parenting and personal development resource library. Get the password to access lots of exclusive and free resources, including short animated videos, 10 minutes or less about parenting, mindset, and success, beautiful 14-page printable workbook to clear on your goals and dreams, PDF printables, templates for intention setting, and more. And our library is always growing. So I don't know how this opt-in does. Oh, and again, it has the last name field there. But I think it's a little overwhelming. I think what you want to give in your opt-in or lead magnet is something is some sort of a quick fix, a uh, quick hit of results. So you think they're they're going down the bed. They're giving too much away. Too much. Too much. I, I'm already overwhelmed looking at it. And parents are overwhelmed in general, especially if they're here at a at a site looking to be a better parent in person. They're probably like, I need to get my life together. Like they probably feel like a mess already. So that's a lot. I would give them one thing. Don't overwhelm them with stuff. 
Yeah, here are three quick life hacks from the world's happiest moms or something. Oh, that's great. I love that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what those would be, but it sounds okay. I don't know either. I'm not a mom, but I think that that is a great opt-in. I almost want to get it, even though I don't <laughs> have kids. So something like that, just something quick. That's all that they want. And that will get them on your list. You can offer them the whole library later, maybe once they've been on the list for a little while, like or somewhere else, like a, on its own page. If you scroll down below that opt-in section is what can I help you with? And it looks like you're going to segment them, which is great. One choice is I want to be the best parent I can be. The other is I want to grow personally and professionally. And then there's a learn more button beneath each of those. So I think that that is smart. It's kind of the, what I call the doorway method on a homepage. Like you have two totally different ideal customers or ideal visitors, like with different needs. And so you separate them. You have a doorway for each to go through. So you've done that right. I really like that. And you might want to have a different opt-in for each one. Like maybe instead of leading them to this whole big thing, you lead them to another page. I would lead them to an opt-in, just an opt-in, like a landing page where they set up, where they sign up and get into your system. Yeah. And then you can tag them based on what they clicked on. Yeah. Because as soon as they click on, I just clicked on the, I clicked on the one on the right. I want to grow personally and professionally. I clicked on that. And it's this long scrolling thing already, a lot of text, setting your intentions. There's way too much information on this page. I'm not sure what it is. I just wanted one thing to do or one place to start. But this looks like a whole life manual. Yeah, it looks like oh, this is kind of going to the blog archive on whatever's been tagged as personal development or personal effectiveness. Yeah. So what one step do you want them to start with? Yeah. Kind of a start here page for each of those Mm -hmm. adventures. Yeah. Different things that they can choose rather than hitting them with like tons of, yeah, a whole scrolling archive of the blog. Okay. In general, like, I think this is a well-designed site. I think the images are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the What's the call to action? And then, you know, if those are the two audiences that you want to serve, like people that want to be awesome parents and people who want to grow personally and professionally or do both those landing pages or those, uh, Darren Rouse from ProBlogger kind of was showing this at on like how he's kind of redone his category pages, which is essentially what this would be. It's kind of like, okay, underneath each of those, you know, start here. It's like, in his case, it was like, okay, I want to learn how to get more traffic. I want to learn how to make a better design blog. I want to learn how to master SEO, whatever it is. Like, and then it's kind of like a category page or like, you know, here's the greatest hits related to SEO or related to, you know, blog design or something. So it was kind of like, it was leading people down the path versus just like dumping them into the blog archives. Yeah. And, you know, one question that you want to ask yourself with this whole site is what do you want them to do eventually? Is, this, is there a plan to sell them something? I can't tell from this. Um, maybe that is the plan eventually. There doesn't seem to be a shop yet. But if there's a plan to monetize it eventually or get them just into a, some sort of a community or start a movement, whatever it is, you want to take them down that path bit by bit. So for sure, you want to get them on your list. That's number one. Like do everything you can to get them on your list at every part of this when you as soon as they pick their doorway give them something that they want and get them in your system so that you can lead them where you want bit by bit through email 
Very cool. So that's parentremix.com. Again, thank you to all the, the volunteers. We've got the next blog example that we have is careerinstem.com. And the hero image here, uh, or what's above the fold is welcome to Career in STEM, developing next generation of STEM leaders and innovators. Yeah. So I didn't know what STEM was. I had to look it up, but that's not a, that is not an issue. I am assuming that the person coming here has already Googled careers in STEM or knows about it somehow and is looking for that. You don't have to explain what it is. Um, was it science, technology, engineering and math or something like that? I just looked it up and saw that it was an underserved kind of field or discipline in education. I like this. I think it's pretty clear what you do. My only issue for starters was with, so there's a, in the header, the image, this is all um, done in like kind of cute illustrations, cartoons. Yes. And so the header image is a cartoon of, I guess, a young ad- a guy who I guess is an adult, boyish adult <laughs> at a desk with his, with his hands up behind his he head. Like head oh, he's having, a, <laughs> he has a full head of hair. It is nice and thick. You know, he looks like he is enjoying his job, although not working very hard. That's fine. He's wearing a tie. And I'm wondering, like, I don't know. It doesn't speak next generation to me. It speaks, it's, it looks a little old fashioned. Okay. So I'm not sure what you can do about that. I don't know if you agree, but there's something about it that looks a little bit 50s-ish. He's sending a subtle, a subtle message that he's not next generation. Okay. That he's not next generation. So if there's something to something to make him look a little more next generation, okay, that could be cool. Yeah, this is a, this is a cool site actually. So what we do, yeah, um, we've got STEM programs and uh, career paths for students, and then they so they have the student path, and then they have the educator path, curriculum and educator resources. Mm-hmm. If you're a teacher in this field already, and then they've got some of the social proof stuff, like hey, here's how long we've been doing this, here's how many schools we work with, and then you know where we've been featured. It's good. I mean, yeah, they have got the two doorways. Yeah, all that social proof, which is great, nicely featured. Here's the opt-in. It's not super varied, but you have to scroll down. Get on the path to your future STEM career today. Get notified of new courses, interesting posts, opportunities, and much more. Again, it's not something that people are going to jump to subscribe for. You want to give them something that they need to have right now. Yeah. So, okay. Career paths for students. This is like maybe college students or grad students who are trying to start a job in this field. And then there's the educators. They're like, okay, I'm already working in this field. So it's, it's always hard to try and talk to multiple audiences on one page. It is. Yeah. With the, at least with the opt-in, but you can, you can have a couple of different opt-ins. If there's one, if there's one opt-in that you can think of that applies to both of them, it might be like five STEM, five great STEM careers you didn't know existed. Okay. Okay. Something like that. Something to get them intrigued about like, oh, I didn't know you could use a STEM education for that. Yeah. And I can't really tell what age group this is for. Somewhere it seemed like it was for middle schoolers or high schoolers. I can't tell. Um, and from the way the cartoony person is dressed in front, standing in front of a chalkboard, looks like he's a middle schooler with a, a teacher holding a beaker next to him. So I can't tell, but at the same time, it's talking about jobs. It says, are you ready? There will be 1 million new jobs in STEM within the next three years. Are you prepared? So that to me talks to maybe someone who's in college or high school. 
Okay, here down the so career and STEM student programs are designed for middle and high school students inter- interested in science, technology, engineering, and math. But it's like, man, you got to be a pretty self-motivated middle schooler to be like searching this stuff out. Like, I'm not thinking about careers when I'm in, in middle school. So it's like you're talking to the parents, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So it might be, you might want to make it a little more clear that you're talking to the parents. Yeah, like how to encourage your, does your kid love math? Like, here's how to turn that into something more than just like crunching numbers. I don't know, like, you know, is is your kid a natural engineer? Here's how to tell or something. Like how to gently encourage yeah. them down this path. Right, exactly. Or it might be something like, no one really knows what they want to do when they grow up, but it's great to know the possibilities for what you love to do. It might be something a little bit that indicates they don't have to know yet. Yeah. All right, careerinstem.com. Appreciate all these uh, these volunteers. This is going to be kind of selfish, but like, what do you think of the writing on SideHustleNation.com? Let's look at SideHustleNation. <laughs> I'm already, like, based on what we're talking about, like, I've already got a few sins that I'm making for sure. Okay. Side Hustle Nation, amplify your earning power. I mean, that's, so that's your kind of tagline. I like that. And then in your header, you have another one that says, let's build job-free income. Start here. I like that. I mean, I think that that's pretty clear, although... Design-wise, I think your font is, and I'm not a designer, but I just, I think your font in the header is a little goofy. I'm going to put it out there. I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's not Comic Sans, but it's kind of in that family. So I don't know. I think you, that's just, you know, that's very subjective. It doesn't really pop against the brick. So that's very design-oriented advice, but I like, but I love the messaging. And then you're holding a sign, a cardboard sign that says, we'll work for food that's crossed out, money is crossed out, and freedom is there. Now, here's the question. Is that, like, I love the image. I think it's fun. Is that the message? Or are these pe- or do these people really want money? I mean, money is freedom to them. I don't know. There's something about that image that speaks to not having money that I think doesn't go with the promise of the site, which is that you're going to learn how to make money and free yourself from this job. But I love let's build job free income. Okay. Okay. So under your header, oh, I just want to see where your start here button goes. It's an about page that takes basically an about page. I like, so I liked your call to action at the bottom of that page. I'm a hustler. Might want to get to that faster. <laughs> Now that I'm looking at courses, like there's a lot of words on this page. Yeah, there's a lot of words, and I'm use a lot of words myself. But I'm not sure if you need such a long thing. Okay, I guess you have to define side hustle. I mean, the thing is, are people coming here? The people coming here know what a side hustle is or not? Right, they already know. They already know. So maybe you don't need to spend time doing that. Okay. I mean, maybe it's you need a side hustle. Like you should have a side hustle if. Yeah. 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 And maybe that's just where they identify themselves. All right. No, I can definitely test moving that button a little bit higher. Get a side hustle idea. I'm looking at your, yeah, your action boxes below the header. Yeah. I love that. Get a side hustle idea is great. Get more time. Get more money. I think those choices are great. What do you do with those? Is that, are those, let's see. So those lead to blog posts. Yeah. Those go to kind of some pillar articles on Mm -hmm. those topics. Oh, and I see Nagina. Some some familiar faces in there. Yeah, some familiar faces. Yeah, I don't know. You might want to go more. 
got a downloadable right away. No, I think that's good. I think what you've got is good where they lead. And then you've got your social proof below that. Is the podcast number one for you? It is. Or I guess it's the number one discovery channel. It's the number one relationship building channel. So I should say on the homepage. So there's like the main hero box. That's the one that says, let's build job free income, start here. Then there's kind of these three different doorways, if you will, like, hey, I need an idea, I need more time, or I need to grow the business that I already have. Then there's kind of like this social proof where side hustle nation or where I've been featured. And then it goes into this section where it's like, hey, check out the show, check out the blog and join the community. This is kind of the that section, the check out the show, check out the blog, join the community. That's the section I've been thinking about revamping along the lines of of uh, the story brand method, right? Where the the customer is the hero and you're the guide and trying to yeah. structure it along those ways. Because it's like, well, there's already a link to the podcast at the top. Like, do I need to put that on the homepage itself? Right. That's a good question. And if you are going to feature it on the homepage... Like there's a picture of you, which I don't, I don't mind. It helps us know you, but you've already got a picture of you in the hero image. Maybe if you were, are going to feature it in a big box, in a big section, you want to have some like pictures of past guests. The question is like, is the person coming here already familiar with this weird incestuous cesspool of a certain, I, I don't mean that negatively, of course, <laughs> but uh, of a kind of business world that we're in where they would recognize the guest names on the podcast or no? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Probably some, probably some others, not so much. I think that's something you want to explore and see whether that is a lure for them to check out the podcast. Like as soon as they see a name, they know okay. they're going to go check it out or titles of episodes. Sure, sure. But I like everything you have here. I think it, yeah, again, if you're, if you're going to go read now with the blog, I would want some if rather than featuring it as the blog, as a section, I would just feature certain titles with the images that they'd be dying to click okay. on. Here's that kind of like the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Greatest hits. Of course, really looking at it with fresh eyes, it's like, I don't want to read a blog. Like I want like, you know, solve my problem. Right. Okay. Right. Unless you, you know, it's one thing if you're known for your blog and everybody's like, you've got to go check out the blog and they're looking for the blog. Yeah. But these days it's like, I feel like blogs get the uh, the idea of a blog gets less attention than ever. Right. So what you want to feature is the actual ideas and content in it to get people intrigued to go right, over there. Right. Anything else? I got some homework to do. No, I think you've got a strong message here. You don't have a huge call to action. You have a start here that leads them to join the nation. I think you might want to start them with something a little more tangible like at the very top, it's practically hidden. These The hello bar thing, does it do well for you? Does it convert? The hello bar being that really slim bar at the top. Which right now it's set to free video course, how to start a blog, yeah. show me how. I very rarely look at the metrics for it, actually. I'd be interested. If it's doing really well, then ignore what I'm saying. But if not, I think it's pretty hidden. And I would want your start here. Instead of start here, I would maybe... Well, yeah, your start here, you want to take them to like that really strong opt-in. But below that, I think I I want you to have a really strong opt-in on the site, some sort of, it might be right below the brick wall, or it might be a welcome mat, but something that's unignorable that people are going to want right now. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, let's build job-free income, show me how versus start here or something. Right, it might be, um, I know you have a section that's ideas, get a side hustle idea, but something along those lines how to find a side hustle idea in 20 minutes. 
something like that. Yeah. And the, the typical opt-in or kind of like the flagship opt-in is like, here's the five fastest ways to make extra money or forget what the exact title of it, but yeah, making that yeah. more prominent. It, mm-hmm. back and forth on like, you know, how conversion optimized do you want to make this thing versus like, okay, I want to give people a minute to, uh, to get to know me first before asking for an email, but definitely some things to play around with on here. Appreciate the feedback. Yeah, of course. Again, I'll, I'll say it again, all about email. Email so powerful. The more I'm finding it out more and more. I wish I'd realized when I started my business that that is where everything should go. Get them on the list so you can talk to them on a regular basis. 100% behind you on that one. Talkingshrimp.com is where you can find more about Laura. The freebie over there, if you're curious, well, what's her opt-in? You know, it's the five secrets to non-sucky copy, which of course you should go check out at talkingshrimp.com. I'm curious, what, you know, what's next for you? What are you excited about? I'm excited about a, a bunch of things. Right now, I'm getting really into promoting stuff as an affiliate for friends who have great programs. So I've been doing that a lot. And that's basically how I'm leveraging my own email list. I'm like, how do I, what do I, what can I offer to these people? And I'm very excited about my program that I've created with Marie Forleo, which is called The Copy Cure. And you can find it at thecopycure.com. And we're Oh, every year we do we put something new into it to improve it, and we're working on a few new things for this coming year. But it is like just a super program, and one thing that it's, it excites me about it is every day I get emails from people saying I was so blocked when it came to writing for my business. I felt like I was writing like a robot or an English professor or an accountant. And thanks to the Copy Cure, I now feel like myself when I write for my business and feel like it's a real reflection of my personality and I'm engaging people more and they're buying more. So I love that the Copy Cure is getting great results from people. And um, I'd encourage everyone to go take a look at it. Um, we have a freebie over there too at thecopycure.com. It's like just a quick free writing sample class. Is that open all the time or is it like open and shut like B-School? It is evergreen. Very cool. Yeah. Thecopycure.com. I mean, the words that you use, like it's something almost universal in business, whether you're just writing emails or whether you're trying to design a sales page or just your blog page. It's just like staring at that blank screen. You're like, well, what do I put? It's just, uh, it can be very very stressful. And, and like you said, like you go into English major mode where you're like innovative solutions and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you want to choke yourself. <laughs> very cool. Laura, <laughs> really appreciate you taking time and, uh, and diving into all of these different sites for us. And thank you to the volunteers as well. Yeah. Thanks guys. Check Laura out at talkingshrimp.com and thecopycure.com to, uh, to dive in and, uh, and cure your own copy. Um, let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Doesn't have to be copy related. It could be related to your business, whatever wisdom you want to impart on us. I think it is copy related. I'd say my one tip is get comfortable with copywriting because when you know how to use words that sound like you and make you stand out from the crowd, you have the power to sell anything. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Very good, Lloyd. Thanks so much. (laughs) We'll catch up with you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com, the cloud accounting solution that's recommended by 97% of small business owners. This is Rob Eng, the senior marketing manager for FreshBooks on their two primary types of users, who he calls the craftsperson and the builder. 
what we kind of call more of the craftsperson, uh, somebody who is a freelancer, who works on their own, and who has usually a subject matter expert in that field. So like a designer, a web developer, a consultant, or even a podcaster. And so what they're looking for is a way to simplify their life because their life is their work. And they're really passionate about their work. And they're trying to save time so they could focus more on what they love to do. And we know it's not necessarily accounting. The other one is more of that builder. So think about that agency or consultancy. And that person is looking for about scaling and for growth. They want to look at ways to increase productivity, understand where their business is going and how to scale it better. So we have features in there to help with collaboration uh, with your staff or contractors and helping give a really robust report so you understand how projects are running and how to be more efficient. Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day completely free trial today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle for bookkeeping bliss along with rockstar support. All right, my top takeaways from this call with Laura. Number one is I'm in the right place. That's what you want your visitors to say to themselves the moment they arrive on your site. I'm in the right place. That means they should immediately be able to tell who the site is for and how it helps them in natural language. So the first Example that comes to mind for me is MrMoneyMustache.com, where the tagline is financial freedom through badassity, and the call to action is to join the cult. You get a sense right away whether or not this is for you. So for this one, you got to think of you know how your customers or readers see themselves and the words they might use to describe what they want. For Mr. Money Mustache readers, how do they see themselves as a badass cult that thinks differently about money than how we were all taught? And what do they want? Financial freedom. I'm in the right place. So that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two is that email opt-in. Hopefully this one got hammered home during the conversation and I feel like it's a common theme during these uh, takeaway roundups, but gotta be building that list, getting permission to continue the conversation. That's takeaway number two. Takeaway number three is your call to action and to make it painfully obvious. What do you want people to do next? To buy your thing, to set up a call, to you know read your latest post? There's a website called theuserisdrunk.com and the basic premise is that your site should be straightforward enough that somebody who's drunk can still figure it out. And there's a bunch of videos posted up there and I think you can actually still hire the guy to do a drunk review of your website for what it's worth. Or you can look at something like hotjar.com for heat maps and to see how people are interacting with it. But that's takeaway number three. Have a super obvious call to action and preferably you know, don't water it down with dozens of competing options. Once again, huge thank you to all our volunteers today and to Laura for taking time to uh, do these reviews. If you want to check out a summary of the recommendations that we made for each of the sites, along with links to all the resources mentioned, hit up sidehustlenation.com slash Laura. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet a woman who's taken her business from $25 an hour to multiple $160,000 product launches, from active income to passive income. That's the dream, right? I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 